0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the second episode of our podcast, Pain and Progress, where we'll be talking about the fear of failure and how to overcome it. I'm Amy, Director of AT Coaching, and today we have Ali Jawad with us, who, if you don't already know, deep breath, is a four times Paralympian, Paralympic medalist who has won every major championship medal, including world and European titles only one of two athletes to ever win a medal at any Olympic or Paralympic Games with Crohn's disease, and the co-founder of the exercise app. Ali, to be honest, I could go on with your achievements. But before anything, let's hear from you. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. It's been a long day, but I'm happy that we're here having this conversation is definitely needed. The
1: perfect ending to
0: it. Yeah, I guess like, thanks for coming today. As I said, like, We're here to talk about the fear of failure and how to overcome it. And I think you are somebody that would definitely know about that, right? So if we're looking at that, when would you say, or when do you remember the first time you ever felt fear?
1: Oh, the first time is probably, I actually remember it quite well. Um, When I was six years old, I was watching the Olympic Games in Atlanta and I watched a man called um, Michael Johnson when his historic. double gold medals in athletics and when he was on the podium he started uh crying i thought wait a minute i've just watched you do something incredible and, and something that's not been achieved since so oh. i knew i was watching something quite um special but i wanted to feel what he was feeling i wanted to get to the olympic games um and that was when i started thinking well what about if i fail get in there and I thought wait a uh, minute like the, the guys for me he was superhuman back then and I was only six um and I thought well if I was going to make it like him uh I knew it was going to be tough and I thought well that's so hard to do um I'm, I'm bound to probably fail so yeah my first um kind of real feeling of f- like failure was well a fear of failure was probably when I was about six
0: just out of curiosity, at that age and as, as a male, as a boy at the time, how how did you feel about him crying and like you know being so open with his emotions after doing what he just did? Yeah, it was weird. Like When you watch that sort
1: of performance, uh, which you know is historic, he, he became like, for me, he was like superhuman. But then on the podium, mm-hmm. that emotion was probably the things you don't see behind the scenes of what he went through to get there. Mm, And obviously I didn't know at the time what it took. All I saw was the glamour of winning. Um, But I guess that emotion made me feel actually like he must have gone through like hell on some days uh, Mm. to achieve that. But nobody sees it. And uh, obviously I've now experienced it and uh, know what he went through. (laughs) Mm.
0: And so as a result of that and your amazing career, like, I mean, when what situations have you felt failure yeah, so... Or have you gone through failure?
1: Oh, yeah, you know I have. Um, I think... <laughs> so what I, what I say to people is that when you're trying to achieve something um, as big as what I was about to do, the, the likelihood is you're going to fail way more times than succeeding. And you have to accept that from the beginning. But what i do say to people is that you have to be able to fail forwards with the same enthusiasm as what i was aiming for you're going to have to be able to fail forwards and then be able to go again within 24 hours because the paralympic games is once every 4 years there's a time limit here there's no time uh. to you know be emotional about it be you know you have to be rational you can't use emotion as a basis to decide uh, things that are supposed to be objective, use data to gain perspective. Um, and, to you know, f- for me, I had to accept early on that I'm going to fail more than I succeed. But if I do succeed, I know of them very, very well.
0: But how did you... OK, I love that. But then what I would say, and I'm thinking what some of my clients would turn around and say, is how did you not let that affect your ego?
1: Um. My biggest advice to people is you have to be able to leave your ego at the door mm. ego is the enemy um you have to be humble enough to be able to continue to learn regardless of how think you regardless of how good you think you are you have to be able to take other people's perspectives and not let it affect you and also you have to actually just look at it objectively so I'm someone that will always look at the data like what what's my body doing how am I monitoring it? Am I doing the right things that are aligned to that data? For me, feelings are something that is a perception of what's going on, but it doesn't mean it's the reality. And you have to be able, you have to be able to look at it logically. And in, yeah. in a high-pressure situation like mine, where it's a rollercoaster ride to get to a Paralympic Games, especially um. with a, a chronic health condition that is unpredictable. Sometimes how you feel and what the reality is is completely different. and You have to be able to separate that.
0: I suppose you've had to be so strong-minded in doing that because, you know, you just mentioned your crones and dealing with that and managing that while pushing yourself and at the same time experiencing failure, putting ego aside. Like, that takes someone quite strong-headed to do that.
1: Yeah, so this probably sounds um, weird to say, but you have to be able to chase after adversity on purpose to understand one what you're capable of and two what you can tolerate and three Uh actually putting yourself in that situation you actually understand that you can actually tolerate more than what you think because you have to get it done so I'm someone that will keep regardless of what I achieve I'll keep going after challenges to challenge myself on purpose and go through pain on purpose Uh to understand what I'm capable of and also like you know, I think one day, I'm, you know, a lot of people think I might crack, but I, I think that I've developed the tools over time with the learnings that I've done to actually be very adaptable to any situation coming at me. And I know a lot mm. of people will say, well, why should I put myself in pain on purpose? I'm like, well, actually, how are you going to learn otherwise? You have to be able to fail every day um, at something because the goal then is not big enough, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, just thinking on what you've said, uh, This question wasn't prepped, but I really want to ask you. So you mentioned like, you know, having data, I guess, is a benchmark and a guide throughout progression. But what if like in everyday situations, data isn't really a thing, right? You know, you're dealing with a situation where, you know, you're unhappy with work or um, there's something going on at home or, you know, issues that tend to be, I suppose, more emotionally led as opposed to your physical ability. What would your advice be there?
1: Well, it, you have got data right. A lot of people journal. True. Don't they?
0: And yeah, you yeah. can
1: reflect on how you felt last week, and then you can feel you can, you know, kind of read of what's going on on a daily mm. basis and look back at it. Mm. You, you can mm. you can definitely make decisions on um, what well, objective decisions on how you felt, you know, last week, and actually go, okay, how can I go forward here? And how do I feel now compared to last week? So I'm actually a big fan of actually understanding how you feel um, when you're looking back at it. Um, Because in the moment, you are irrational. You are going to get, you're going to probably decide things that you regret afterwards. And you you always say that hindsight is a good thing. Well, actually, if you journal it, you can definitely do it quicker. Um, So, yeah, I'd I'd say that actually it's, it's good that you need to understand how you react in different situations. Just write it down.
0: Yeah. No, it's a super good point. I suppose like having that qualitative data, if we're going to look at it like that, you do have something to compare or look back on and then improve and then see yourself in a year's time and look back and, you know, review where you are at, you were and where you're at now. Like, yeah, that is a good well, point.
1: Well, it gives you perspective that you can be able to understand how you felt like last month to this month and then see the progress mm. that you've made. Because a lot of people mm. don't actually believe that actually progressed at all because because the process is so hard and they're like you know maybe grinding every day and you think they're not improving if you actually look back you go actually I'm probably at five percent better than I was last month I am improving Uh, and that makes them actually carry on so you know for me it's um it's really important that people document how they feel in certain situations uh, and just write it down
0: yeah no I agree with you I mean Sometimes I find that piece of advice a bitter pill to swallow only because I know journaling works for a lot of people. I advise people to do it. But for me, I find it really difficult. I find it so difficult to write down my feelings. Like I'd much prefer to sit there and talk about them, which actually is the opposite to so many people. But to talk about them, to feel them, to hear them, writing it down, it it requires patience for me. Well,
1: if (laughs) if if you wanted, you tell me and I'll write it down for you, then send it to you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I paper.
0: suppose yeah I suppose so, so it can't it can be in.
1: yeah so uh, don't put a barrier to it
0: yeah yeah I get that um so with that being said then how often would you say you feel afraid because touch wood whether you believe in that or not but <laughs> I feel like you know where you're at is such a great place in your life where you're looking to be what you've done um but as you said like progression and growth I suppose requires failure. So, how often do you feel afraid? It's
1: a good question. Um, you probably won't believe it, but nothing scares me. What scares me the most, and this is probably a fear, is mm. um, not starting it in the first place. Regret is my right. fear. Regret, yeah, it's my fear. Regret. Um, for me, like yeah. if I if I set myself a huge goal, and sometimes, you know with massive goals, you're probably going to end up failing way more.
0: Mm, mm.
1: For me, the the fear of not even starting is is my fear rather than actually failing.
0: Yeah, it's the same for like, me.
1: Yeah, so for me, like I know I want to fail. I'll fail forward. I will know. I'll adapt. I'll learn. I'll keep going. I'll absorb the punishment coming my way. But if I don't start that initially and then look back at it five years from now, I'll be very angry at myself for not even starting. So
0: yeah, yeah. yeah
1: sometimes you... um. yeah you have to you have to like the first the the hottest thing is starting right
0: completely 100% I mean so I'm kind of glad you've touched on that actually because for me um very similar views to you like just not starting it but I have so many so many ambitions I've been told that I set goals way too high but I ignore that and I do it but what I think is my problem isn't setting unrealistic goals I think it's I think it's the time that I apply to those goals. And then I beat myself up. You know, I set crazy unrealistic times. Like not that this is what I've done, but for example, just to put it into perspective, I want to buy another house in two months' time. That's not gonna happen right <laughs> so now. So it's like okay. Okay. having that aim, but be realistic with it. Let yourself breathe and work towards achieving it. Could you could you not buy a house
1: another house not in London? Not in two months' time, no. As in like so is it is it a process issue or is it a financial issue
0: uh i'd say i don't know if i'd uh call it an issue but i would say it's related to both right it's it's within there there are requirements or wants and needs for me you know so i'd want it to be in london not too sure where so there are still things that i need to think and plan for at the same time
1: I'd, i'd actually argue and say why london
0: because that's where home is and that's I've got I've got future plans for having another place within London. Oh yeah, but then, that's
1: greedy, right? You can live on one and rent out the other. So you can definitely rent out the, uh, but the other but it would be
0: for family, so, it wouldn't be for me.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yes. That's cool. Okay. Yes. I get yes. that I get that now. So it's all right. it's alright, it can be away from family, it's cool. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've tried, Ali. I've tried <laughs> I try to run away from mine. I've got no legs, so that's uh, good. <laughs> But yeah, so, so yeah, but I think like that was just an example, right? But I, I definitely have high ambitions, but I just, I feel that I set unrealistic uh, goals for those ambitions. Like, and I need to change you know that. I'm I, working on it.
1: No, 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 no. So let's let's reverse this, right? Oh. I always say to people to aim as high as possible where the goal is scares not only you but other people around you and mm. even if you don't achieve it and you kind of get close to it you've achieved something quite special so aim for the impossible mm. well what's perceived to be impossible and get as close to it as possible so yeah don't um don't change that thing about you at all in fact i'd, I'd encourage it um just don't just yeah just not any dangerous
0: interesting stuff, yeah, yeah, don't, do, supply.
1: yeah d- don't do me
0: and you is
1: uh, well, I'd, I'd probably push... So, for example, with um, my Crohn's journey, I've had mm. to push it to limits that no human's ever taken it to and obviously nearly died along the process. Um, but I'm lucky that I've survived it, but I know now what the disease can take uh, if you really push it, but I would never recommend it to anybody. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's quite something. Would you, Do you plan to... Again, this question wasn't listed, but just going with the way the conversation's flowing, would you do that again if needed?
1: Yes, because I know what it takes.
0: Mm. I
1: can probably do it better as well. Wow. Yeah. If if it, if it means that I achieve something that I've never done before, um, then absolutely.
0: Wow. Ali, they're so inspiring, honestly, because I, I, I don't know if I could say the same for myself if I were in your position. And it's difficult because you can't really make judgment on a situation that you haven't experienced and you don't truly understand. But even so, with everything you have been through, everything you've achieved, I just it takes such a strong mindset. And I, I really genuinely do do admire that. Um Again, like, this is definitely not a sort of therapy session for me, but just based on what some of my clients say and what you're advising, um, and myself, you know, like some of my clients, I I tend to sometimes procrastinate. Oh, no. Just hear me uh, out. If let you, me land. If you,
1: if, you, if you worked under me, uh, I'll drag you.
0: Uh, Yeah, but I think I need that. But the thing is, 80% of the time I drag myself. You know, like I said, people have very often said to me, like, how are you doing all of that? Give yourself some time to breathe, blah, blah, blah. But because I know what my North Star, my vision is, I keep grinding, I keep working, I keep aiming. However, when it comes to that fear of failure and I'm like, shit, you know, my target's coming up, my date's coming up. I'm not even halfway there yet. I start to freak out a bit internally, quietly, and I start to procrastinate or I start to avoid things where I know that I'm not going to truly be successful because of X, Y, and Z. Have you felt that? You must have felt that sometime, especially at the beginning.
1: No, so I'll I'll give give you an example, right? So um, before the Tokyo Paralympic Games, I would say Mm. three years out, um, I got a diagnosis of my Crohn's that, pretty much ended any chance of me making it.
0: Uh,
1: Um, And we didn't know what was going to happen to me physically, but also emotionally and mentally, because what I was about to go through was something that probably no other persons even, even attempted. Like we just, you know, like there was no model for Uh, me. uh. And obviously there's a deadline and obviously high stakes um fine margins because any mistake and it could potentially cost me my life. Mm. So we thought right, okay, we could not focus on the end goal. Now I know you said you've got the North Star and you've got huge goals, but yeah. my, my big advice to you and probably your clients is that it's great to have the ultimate goal. But for me, if you've got one eye on the goal, you've only got one eye then on the process. That process is challenging, difficult, um, unpredictable. And if you miss something, it could literally have a domino effect and actually derail you. You Mm. need to be able to have two eyes on the process, accumulate enough consistent days, and you're definitely gonna get close to that goal. By the moment, the goal is a distraction. It's what you can do today, then tomorrow, then the day after. So yes, it's great having these huge goals, but it's all about the day-to-day stuff that you do. You accumulate enough days and absorb kind of the challenges that come your way and kind of like, you know, you get very near to it. And that's what we had to do. We couldn't go, right, the Paralympic Games was the goal. The goal was to live. The goal was to survive day by day, day by day, and then go, if you've survived enough days, which is three years, you're going. And that's what happened. Wow.
0: Wow. I mean, so in saying that then... Did you? I'm guessing you planned every day. Did you plan every day? Did you? Did you? Is that how you worked your way towards that, or what? What was the process? So I always say to people that
1: you should have a fundamental plan and principles mm. that you need to stick to uh, for you to be consistent with it. But the plan mm. has to be adaptable in the worst case scenario that you're not expecting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So with the decision to go to Tokyo and the process I went through we knew that regardless of any like knowledge we had, we were not knowing what was going to happen to me. So we had yeah. to, we one, we had to accept that was the unknown Two, We had to, ch- I had to check myself every day about how I was reacting to the frustrations coming my way. Uh, uh, three, I needed to be able to adapt in the darkest of days and still get through it. So you have to be able to have a fundamental uh, foundational plan, that you need to be adaptable regardless. You have to perform in the worst case scenario. And I always think, can I do this if it goes tits up? Yeah. Can I still perform to my best when it's really, really bad? Because it's actually quite easy to perform when you're happy, right? But can you mm, perform definitely. when you're really sad and you lack yeah. enthusiasm? So yeah. for me, like I always say to people, don't use motivation as your tool because you're not going to be motivated every day. Oh. You have to be able to to use discipline you have to be able to do things you don't want to do but consistently with the same enthusiasm as you do if you're motivated
0: mm. such good advice and that's how, it's like gold and that's, how,
1: and, that's how, and that's how you win
0: and you know when you mentioned those darkest of days and having to get through and still think about you know can i perform i need to perform did you have anybody supporting you from a mental perspective an emotional perspective was anybody there for you
1: yeah, no, I, I guess people probably say that I'm privileged and I've had the best uh, resource that money mm. can buy, which is true. Um, you know, I've been Yes, around... but at the beginning. Uh, no, not the beginning. Um, mm. But I think, you know, I think you've known me for a long time. I think you saw mm. them traits in me as a kid. Mm. Mm. Um, I, I guess for me, I had the dream of going to the Paralympic Games at six. I knew yeah. what it was going to take. I experienced them big failures early on. So I guess mm. I put myself in the firing line at early age to understand what it took. And I've used that to uh, other areas of my life. Um, and I've been lucky that obviously I've had the top psychologists that money could buy the top doctors, yeah. physios, coaches. But I would say this to be able to, you know, kind of be diagnosed with a life changing condition at 19, thinking mm. your career's over Thinking that no crone sufferer had ever won a medal at the Olympic Paralympic Games, knowing that medical science hasn't caught up to the research that we needed to get me through it, I had to be very, very strong, regardless of the knowledge of what we had to, to try and attempt this. I had to be able to fail every day and absorb as much punishment as possible and still get to the destination, regardless. Um, so, yeah, like, yes, I've had privilege, obviously. But at the same time, I've put myself in the most difficult circumstances that nobody's willing to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you don't mind me calling out that, yes, as you said, you've had privilege and you've been lucky enough to have that support. But not all, not all the way along your journey, right? At the beginning, it was it was you. You made it yeah, happen. it
1: was me. Yeah.
0: It was yeah. you. So, if, was. you know, for the people that are listening and thinking, oh, well, you know, I'm not in that situation. I can't have that support. I mean... You you managed to get to a place where you could get that support, but prior to that, it was you.
1: Yeah, like as you know, I came from nothing mm. um, and I had to. Work let's hear transition. it, Ali.
0: Come on, let's hear it. Yeah, well, <laughs> well,
1: well I've come from nothing, right? So, um, but what that does it allows you to think outside the box, and it allows you to go through adversity every day anyway. So you have mm. them traits ready to go. Like fundamentally, you just have to be able there to apply that into real life and. My, my real life was trying to get to the Paralympic games and
0: win a medal. Yeah. Yeah. So inspiring, honestly. Well, with that, Ali, I just want to thank you so much for today's session. I, I could carry on talking about this kind of stuff for ages. Um, but, yeah, thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing your experiences, your advice, your feedback. And, um, yeah, good luck. I mean, I doubt you need it, but I'll be watching and supporting you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.